and welcome to Coffee Pods. Great to be back with you. My name is Lisa and I'm joined by Wes. Why Wes? By Wes. Hello, Wes. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. <laughs> I've, I've often thought about why Wes. I mean, but uh, yeah, it's great to be here again. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> this, this is part of our series where we are looking at... Um, the ministry of Jesus. We're looking at your big questions around Christian healing. We're pulling things apart from the um, the healing academy that we do on Saturdays and Wednesdays. So it's quite a busy place to be at Coffee Pods um, and trying to pull out some of your big questions uh, this week. The first question we've got, Wes, that we're going to look at today is, I've been praying for someone's healing for a long time. How can I keep in faith in the process? Wow. That, I mean, yeah. that's that. Yeah, that's a big question. I mean, um, we, we look at the issue of chronic and long term illness at some point in the academy coming this year. But generally speaking, um, the medical definition of, of something of a long time of a you know, long term illness yeah. uh, or chronic illness is something that has lasted three months or more okay. and has no real um medical uh I was gonna say cure it's more about medical management yeah um so it, I, and I, I was really struck three months you know and you think they think that's long term and then you look through the whole uh range of things in the scriptures we will look at some of the people who've been ill for a long time 18 yeah. years 38 years all of somebody's life and so I mean it's a great question Lisa how because that that's also part of the healing ministry we can't pretend that people are aren't sick when they are <laughs> yeah you know so you know so just doing mind over matter you know we don't mind and you don't matter um, <laughs> you know that isn't the healing ministry it's saying mm. what what is actually taking here and and and, and you're absolutely right how do you keep faith yeah because um, it, it can be a difficult road absolutely yeah you know. definitely. definitely and and for the person themselves and also for the people who are supporting with them, living in the same house with them, yeah. journeying with them, and also praying with them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, people coming to mind now that we just know and praying for where you do, you have somebody who's supporting that person, um, but also the person themselves. And you've mentioned, you know, 38 years, three months, all these things, but also sometimes um even a shorter amount of time can feel really long can't it when you're in pain or you're in need yeah i, I mean it, it is I mean, you bang your toe in the middle of the night on the end of the bed <laughs> and it feels like an eternity you yeah. know in those moments but you know if you are confined to to bed or a chair or um, you you have to lie on your back because you mm -hmm. can't move because of pain um you know a minute an hour is a long time yeah and and of course um you know it's, it, i guess we don't often look through the person's eyes who's sick and say what does this feel like mm. yeah it can be hard to do that can't it because it's somebody else um but i suppose on a, on looking at more of a long term um illnesses challenges um how can we support people just i'm just thinking like how do we journey with people yeah i mean i mean that that's that's the clue 
how do we journey with people? Because, yeah. you know, um, I'd, I'd like the idea that we could pray once. It takes 30 seconds and it's done and, yeah. and we can move on. And, and there are some lovely times when that does happen. But also, we, I would be honest and say there are times when it doesn't happen. Mm. And, and I'll also be honest and say there are times when it hasn't happened. Um, but what do we do? Well, um, you know, I, I was always taught as, as a young Christian growing up that one of the things we were supposed to do was to tell our friends about Jesus. And uh, we called it evangelism then, but, mm. you know, I don't, um, but we told our friends about Jesus and, and that we would pray for them. And we probably all went through the moment when we had a little card or a piece of paper with five names on, do you remember that? That we, we prayed for every day for their yeah. salvation. And, and of course, in a sense, you know, in, in, in youth groups and in churches and evangelism programs, the message is write your names down, yeah. start to pray. And within a week, <laughs> they're all going to be <laughs> in the kingdom and, and, you know, and whatever, and, and job will, will be done. And of course, what we found out was that it took a little bit longer than that. Mm -hmm. And, I, and, and even there are people listening today who have been praying for a husband, a wife, son, a daughter, yeah. a family member, and they've been praying for years. Yeah. And I just want to say to you, way to go. Don't give up. Yeah. You know, prayers are never wasted. So please hear me in Jesus' name. Don't give up. You know, prodigals do return. Just hang in there yeah. uh, with it. But, of course, we would never have envisaged that praying for somebody to be saved, to come to know Jesus, that if it didn't happen week one, we would give up. Mm. We, we do week two and week three. In fact, I'm praying for a, a guy who lives uh, quite near us now. We've been here for three years and I can just see him it, it, it warming up. Yeah. But actually, you know, is he ever going to come with me and sit in a church meeting in the next six months? I doubt that. Mm. But actually, he is journeying towards Jesus, definitely. Yeah. And so I would say in the same way, um, we would view somebody's salvation as a process. And, and we wouldn't quit if we don't get an immediate answer. I would maybe suggest that perhaps, um, if, if I put it this way, with healing, why would it be different? Yeah. If we've prayed for healing and it hasn't yet happened, um, why, why would we then say, oh, well, God's clearly not going to do it. We'll give up. Um, and so I, I, I don't talk about non-Christians. I talk about people who are not yet Christians, <laughs> because in a sense, who can say what's going on? That's and right. and you, yeah. you've probably got stories yourself. You can say you talk to people. There's a lot going on. And sometimes yeah. there's a lot going on. In fact, there's a lot more going on in non-Christians than there are in some Christians, if, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> so um, I think in answer to your question, if, if you know, before maybe we look at some specifics, what yeah. I would say in praying long-term for people. Um, if I could just separate the person you're praying from for a moment, put them just here. Okay. But actually, I think we need to look after ourselves oh. in that process of, of, of being the praying people and the ministering people. We have to look after ourselves as well as look after the person. That's really a good point. And um really important isn't it actually because I'm just thinking if I, if somebody prayed with me or for me I would like to know that they're um that they're just as concerned about themselves as they are for me um mm. when it comes to that moment of prayer um and just then maybe a couple of ways we could do that Wes what do you think yeah well I think so and of course you know um 
<clears throat> all of us got saved, came to know Jesus, because somebody prayed for us. Yeah. Parent, friend, church yeah. leader. Somebody, somebody was praying, you know, unknown to us. Mm. And, and actually, that's one of the things we do in Acorn. We're praying for um, people whose names are just sent to us. And, and I understand that people don't know where else to go. So they send us the, the names of people. We're praying for people on the other side of the world yeah. this morning and just saying, God, you know, you're not limited by geography. So, or time. So I just want to say that. But what can we do to look after ourselves? Well, I, I would say to people, first of all, you have to do life, not just ministry. Okay. Okay. Pull that so, apart. Yeah, well, see, well, so, I mean, who, who is that, you know, the answer, of course, is Jesus, but who's the person who was most in ministry ever? It's Jesus, okay? What's he doing? Well, you know, he's um, cooking fish on the beach. He's walking with the disciples. He's taking time to, to go off and sit with God and, and, and have time on his own. He's taking time to rest, as well as, you know, three years of intensive ministry. So yeah. you've got to do life as well. You've got to do some rest and recreation yeah. um you, you know um i i do music i i'm learning to play the cello i it's you just can't keep at it 110 percent, 100 percent of the time mm -hmm. because you're going to do something to yourself and, and actually god created us for life not just for ministries i like that so mm -hmm. meal with friends yeah um a time to sit and just have a meal and not talk about you know church and ministry and this but talk about how you doing you know what's yeah going on? seen any good films lately you know just something that is life I like that I found um my brother is a chef and I found <laughs> doing stuff alongside him even though I'm not of, of, the, of his standard but just working alongside him in that creative space um, every now and then that brings to me um, life. And, and it does, it just helps you. Well, I yeah. find it helps me then when I, when I'm in those ministry capacities, especially for work for Acorn, I've, I've got some life back in me. <laughs> I, I know there's a cute, there it is. That was mm. it. I've got some life back in me. Yeah. And actually, actually doing those things, it doesn't, robbers of the anointing or a focus or whatever yeah. you, you know the whole thing about um if you're doing a crossword and you get stuck on a puzzle and you can't work out what the word is and they mm. they say rather than say that you you go off and you do something else yeah for a few minutes yeah and then suddenly it goes bing and you go oh that's it and you go back <laughs> and can i just say before anybody thinks it, i don't do the telegraph crossword or the times crossword okay <laughs> Way, a little bit a little bit way way down on that one um, and, and all due respect to everybody who does and and so the things that are good and noble and of good report and, and of, have honor and values as as Paul writes to to Timothy and all of those things they don't rob us of being in the place of God because we don't do them separate from God that's right yeah we do life He's he's included. So so you know Jesus is with me when I go to the cello lesson, and I I'm I'm with my cello teacher, and I'm talking about her husband who's who's sick, and she's asked me to pray for him, and Jesus is there in that as well. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. and and so do life absolutely awesome. Okay, do life. Um, yep. Faith must have a place in this, mustn't it, for us as well? 
Yeah, I agree because, you know, if you've prayed and something hasn't happened and then you pray again and something still hasn't happened and then you pray again and even then it hasn't happened, yeah. you know, you can think, um, okay, is this working? Am I working? In fact, I had a conversation with a, a, a friend yesterday and, I, I, and he was just asking me how it was and I said, you know, sometimes I just wonder how effective my prayers are. Yeah. You know? and, and he looked at me as, as it, and I thought he was going to say, you're a Christian leader. What's the matter with you? And, and he, he's also a Christian. And he says, no, no, I understand that. That's true. I, I, wow. And, and sometimes we can feel like, God, am I really, am I really contributing anything <laughs> to this thing happening? Yeah. And of course, then, in a sense, that's where um, we have to add to our faith capacity. We have to feed this thing within us. It's mm -hmm. not static. And it's not boxed and it's so not a one thing. That's it. Faith grows. The disciples will ask Jesus about that. Lord, you know, increase our faith. Yeah. And I'm thinking that means it can be increased. <laughs> so actually, one of the things you can do is you can help the Holy Spirit increase your faith. I, I find scripture, get a, a verse of scripture and suddenly it's it's singing in my head. Yeah. This verse of scripture. And I start to pray those words. So I prayed to somebody um, as I was driving yesterday in the car and I was just, in fact, anybody looking at me would have thought I was insane, <laughs> but I am shouting this scripture at the top of my voice. I'm the only one in the car, by the way. I'm <laughs> yeah. shouting, I'm, sh I'm praying out loud, shouting at the top of my voice, this scripture saying, God, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. um, worship will do it for me. Yeah. Um, meeting my friend yesterday, who's a, uh, I journeyed with for 30 odd years. Um, that lifted my faith mm, and, mm. And, and conversations and stories lift our faith. And, and so I, I think they're really important things. I heard a lovely story. Somebody, a little child had been prayed for. who was never supposed to walk. And we just got a video of uh, mm. this little girl just walk, toddling across the floor to her mom. And you just think, oh, God, yes. Yeah. That yeah. increases faith, doesn't it? For sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've also heard you mention many a time about looking at the provision, not the problem, because so often when we pray, don't we? It's the problem, the problem, the problem. Yeah. But yeah. What about this then? Well, I, I think this and perhaps maybe that links into the life thing, you know, doing life, not just ministry, because yeah. in, in the end, um, you know, if if the problem, the need is the only thing you see, it's going to be the only thing you see yeah whereas i love the fact that as jesus is praying um and you know you heard me talk about the feeding of the five thousand or even lazarus at the tomb of lazarus mm -hmm. all right what does jesus do he doesn't look at the tomb <laughs> he looks to heaven he looks to the father and and a guy called ken mcgreevy taught us um way way back and he said when you're praying look at the provision not the problem mm. look at what God, God has made available for this need, okay. not the need itself. And, and, and I'm, I'm, it's not like being naive and, and pretending it doesn't exist, saying, Lord, here is the need. Here's the, here's the 5,000 or 10 people, 1,000 people who are hungry. OK. And, and the disciples can only see five loaves and two fish and think that isn't going to work. <laughs> okay? Jesus is looking at the father and he's seeing what's the, the five loaves and the two fish. And he's seeing the need in the light of the father's face. 
And I, I just think we, one of the things we've learned is to say, okay, Lord, you've already been to the cross for this. Mm. You've already sent your spirit for this. It's one of the reasons that in the, the academy last uh, month, we looked at the things that Jesus actually healed. Mm. We put the name to them, the medical name. <laughs> and I just think, well, Lord, if you've done it once, you can do it again. Definitely. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And um, what about... Um, sometimes when people are praying it can it can be well we pray in different ways don't we I mean Mm. we've talked about this um at the lounge in the academy that um we might have a bit of a a warrior attitude (laughs) don't we or whether it's more like a chaplain sort of in a hospital you know not actually in a hospital environment but that sort of care for people from the lord um but I'm also aware that we need to be sensitive in how we pray when we're with when we're with people yeah. so how I don't know if this would make sense but how do we do that how do, is that discernment when we're praying with people to, to sort of know how we approach that moment yes it, it can be I mean it, it is spiritual discernment and it is also yeah. sanctified common sense yeah. because you know if you pray for somebody and they just look exhausted yeah. and 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 whatever then clearly you need to do some encouraging and some blessing and, yeah. and, and whatever. Whereas actually, if everybody's just really binding, nuking, rebuking and casting everything <laughs> out and nothing's happening, it's a, it's a li- bit like being in a dentist's chair and just having the drill go all the time. You know, yes, you, yeah. you're just longing for this to end. And so what I would say is there are times, particularly if it's a longer term thing, that we used to, we learned to gather the warriors, the fighters, if you like, <laughs> um, on another occasion in another room, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, let all heaven loose. Let <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. But actually maybe at the same time, somebody else was just sitting with a person and just praying the name of Jesus over them. Yeah. Gen- gently. Yeah. And so, you know, some people are up for the fight and they say, yeah, come on. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, but actually, if you discern that the person, you can see the person's, tired weary mm. you know then I, th- I think sometimes you know it we should be we should learn to turn our frustration into compassion mm. so when we get like oh god mm. where is this you know whatever to actually turn it into compassion say lord send your love send your peace send mm. your presence on it with with the person and i think that's really helpful you know for for those people being prayed for and also can i be honest I think sometimes it's helpful for us <laughs> just to say, not by power, nor by might, yeah, nor by the length of my prayers or the volume of my <laughs> prayers or how long I've been praying for, yeah. you know, but actually by the spirit of God, because God is loving and gracious. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think you, well, you just said it, that he's loving and gracious. And I think that's a way that we then can minister to others, isn't it, in that grace? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing, one of the things I would say is um, when when what you're doing becomes a grind, mm. you know, we've got to do this, mm. we've got to get, you know, and when you got to the ought to and gotta and, mm. you know, should, right, actually you probably want to go take a little rain check and go back and find grace. Yeah. And say, Lord, if Jesus was here, what would he be doing right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I've got time for a quick story. We had a yeah, particular need, particular need. It was about a car at the time. And we had a car that, you know, you had to pray that it got there sort of thing. <laughs> and in the end, uh, you know, I prayed and said, oh, Lord, you know, we know we I'm going to go. And, you know, I remember sitting at the end of the road thinking, Lord, please let this car get to where it's got to go to and, yeah. and whatever. And I wasn't a mechanic and it was an old car. And so. And in the end, I just I kept praying about the car. And I said, God, I you know I need the car. You know, and I got so frustrated on one time in this car. I said, God, this is the very last time I'm going <laughs> to talk to you about this car. And in those moments, it was as if um, the spirit answered me back and said, oh, thank goodness for that. <laughs> now we can do something. Brilliant. You know? And I realized I wasn't praying in faith. I was yeah. praying in frustration. Yeah. And it had become a grind. It wasn't any place of grace. And, and I, I still remember sitting at the top of the road thinking, oh, <laughs> I could have learned that lesson a bit earlier. Yeah. You know? And I said, okay, Lord, I'll leave it with you. Yeah. That's it. I got to where I went to. And it wasn't very long after that actually someone came and said, actually, we think we've got a spare car. Would you like it? You know, oh, so. wow. Wow. I love that. I, we um, we had a similar situation um, last month. Obviously, the, the cost of living going up and Christmas yeah. and everything. It was a t it was a tight month financially. And um, I just spent so much time praying that we would make it through um, and that we would have yeah. everything paid. And yeah. it was a grind, definitely a grind. Yeah. And God said to me after many, many a frustrated prayer and just like, I don't know what's going on. He said, you're not even giving me a chance to provide. Oh, lovely. lovely. And I lovely. just went, oh. <laughs> and then I'm able, and, and I got those words from him, and then I'm able to just sit and live in that grace. Yeah, Whereas absolutely. Whereas before I was looking at the problem, the problem, the problem, which is something we were talking about not long ago. So, yeah. 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 And, and, of course, you, you need grace for the short-term prayers. But you need grace for the long term. And I would encourage everybody, if you're praying for somebody long term, don't give up. Yeah. You know, don't give up. God is is present. He's hearing you. Find a place of grace and say, Lord, what do you in fact this guy Kemagrevy again helped me? Do you know what he told me? He yeah. said, before you pray for somebody, pray about what you should pray about. Say that again. OK, before you pray for somebody, yeah, pray about what you should pray about. OK, so he taught us instead of to pitch straight in, yeah. you know, God, this needs to happen and you need to do this. And we've got to sort that out. He taught us to come and say, God, in a moment, I'm going to pray. What should I pray about? Yeah. So, so you are talking to the father in a place of grace yeah. before you got into a place of ministry. I love so that. pray about what you should pray about before you pray about what you should pray about if you see love that. it yeah that's awesome what a lovely way to round up the, uh, the the podcast as well um would you mind just praying for those who are here who yeah. um, are probably in one of these positions we've talked about yeah let's do that let's do that if you've been praying for somebody for a long time or you've been praying for uh maybe the salvation of a relative, friend, family, loved one, whatever. Then why don't you just put your hand on your heart right now? If you're driving, please don't do it. Stop the car. But 
Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you love that I am part of your kingdom and your family. And Father, thank you that you love the fact that I bring the names of others to you, that you might intervene. And so, Lord, let me live in grace today. Let me live in the help of heaven today. And those for whom I've brought their name to you so often, let grace be with them today. And I ask it because of Jesus mm. and because of my relationship with him. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Wes, for this wonderful Greater. insight. And thank you for joining us. If you do like what you're listening to, uh, there are many, many podcasts that we've done. They're available wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you would like to support the work of Acorn so that we can keep bringing you these resources, uh, you can donate via our website. Thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you or speaking to you next time. Bye-bye.